I believe we can make Jesus loud. In a way where people will know him and come to him. Praise God. I believe we can I believe we can announce Jesus in power and in glory. I believe so. I believe we can change the world. I believe that we are sent to change the world. And I think we should get to it. I believe that we can be a people that when heaven is planning, why major catchment that heaven plans with. I believe that when there is distribution of budget in heaven, of mantles, graces, anointings, resources, I believe that heaven can send our own portion because we are part of heaven's battalion. I believe that. And I believe we can do that now. And I don't think we need to become more sophisticated to be able to achieve that. I believe that we can. And I think we should. I believe that the least place where the major activities of of our community will happen will not be in church. I believe church will be the least place, rather. That more will be happening with us outside church than in church. And I believe it will not be difficult. I believe that it will be very natural, very simple. I believe that weekly, daily, one of you will bring harvest of souls to this house. I believe that one day 100 people will follow one person. Because of what that person did. I believe another day 50 CEOs will follow one CEO. And say we want to know your God. I believe customers will want to follow you to your church. And say, we need to meet your people. I believe that GCC will not be about just enjoying powerful services. It will be a true house of revival. Do you believe? Do you believe it will happen with you? I haven't seen anything stopping us. 
it will be one life having enough witness of the Spirit to ignite another life. It will be one family having enough witness of the Spirit to ignite another family. I was reading a story in one of the books I'm reading recently. And uh, <laughs> there's this particular man. Funny, funny enough, I've forgotten a particular detail of it, but I remember most of it. There's this particular man, a family, whose <coughs> child had become a stubborn child. You know, stubbornness is a spirit. And the, the, the purpose of that spirit is destruction. The spirit of, of um, stubbornness was upon that child. All right, stubbornness comes upon a child and wastes his years. That's what stubbornness does. The plan of stubbornness is to waste years and eventually destroy. So this child, that spirit has come upon him. So when you are praying for a revival for youth, one of the things you pray for is rebuking the spirit of stubbornness. So stubbornness had taken over this child, and there's a family that connected, this, connected with this child. And then this child changed miraculously. And so the parents were so happy. And so they went to visit the family that helped them change their child. And then in visiting the family, the family invited them for, because the family has the home cell that we're about to start. So the man and the wife attended the home cell for the sake of courtesy. So after attending, then I invited them to church on Sunday. So the man was already saying, ah, it's not this deep now. But they said they wanted to be respectful. So they followed them to church that Sunday. So when they got to church that Sunday, they enjoyed themselves. They thought, ah, it's over. During the week, these home cell leaders went to visit the man again to remind him and to take him for home cell. They went to the home cell. Invited them to church on Sunday. They said they couldn't make it. The family, the home cell leaders insisted. They said, okay, let's be respectful. They went there. When they got there, they didn't really enjoy the service from the first day because the service was too loud. Holy Spirit's noise, everything. So that's how this family started forcing them to go to church every Sunday. And they were about to purchase a house. So decided because of this family, they were going to purchase a house away from that vicinity. Wow. So that was their reason. So they bought a house far away. So this home cell leader went there saw that they had moved. And they went to check the community library, diary or something like that and found out where they moved to. <laughs> and sent all their files to the church. 
After some few days, when they got to their new home, somebody knocked on their door. I said, who are you? I said, we are your new home cell pastors. <laughs> we are your new home cell pastors. You have been transferred. <laughs> you have been transferred to us. <laughs> And uh, that was how they saw that they were going nowhere. <laughs> and they gave up. God born again, filled the Holy Spirit, and became committed to the He said, You have been transferred now. You are now under my Jesus. <laughs> that was such a powerful testimony, isn't it? I believe one light can make a difference. And I believe that you're that light. I believe we can change the world. I believe we have to change the world. We have to. The world... I told you the other day too, some weeks ago, God came to me in my dream and pointed somebody to me. I said, this person is dying soon. You need to go preach to that person. I don't mean interpretation of dream. I didn't interpret the dream. God just showed me someone and said, this person is dying soon. Get this person saved. And I went to meet the person, I preached, I preached, I preached. The person says, boy, I'm not getting saved today. <laughs> I'm not getting saved today, man. I said, okay. So the person, I'll come back another day. Work to be done, right? And we'll pray for that particular person that God will get that person saved. Amen. I go again and again. Because if that person dies, the person will go to hell. Regardless of what we put on the person's obituary. Uh, are we ready? Yes, sir. Are you ready to change the world? Yes, sir. I think it's, we're going to do what Pika and the brain were not able to do. are going to do it. They tried all their life to change the world, but put your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, polluters of heavenly atmospheres, repellers. Of prosperity. How many of you have found various numbers that belong to you? And the ones that belong to your friends also? <laughs> How many of you have found more than one number belonging to you? <laughs> I can't see your hand. If you have found more than one number belonging to you, are you repenting? Yes.
So I'm going to look at those who are not givers today. Those who are not givers. I do not say those who do not give. You can give and not be a giver. You only give. To be a giver is not just an action. It, it has become a nature, a condition of heart. And we must all prime ourselves to be like that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for the Spirit of God to take over this conversation and make us a people that are truly your people in art and in act. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, the Bible says that we should not be a people who love in words alone. But in what? In deeds. Give me that scripture. We love not just in words, but in deeds. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in what? Deed and in truth. What's the next verse? And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. There was another place where the Bible talks about how when you see a brother go hungry, you don't bless the brother. You don't, you don't, you, I think that's it James or I don't know. Praise God. So we must love in, indeed. I think I don't want to force myself to do more than one. I found out that I'm unable to actually do more than one. So I will just do one. Another day, another day we'll do another one. If a brother is, or his sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? All right? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So one of the actions of faith and one of the expressions of faith and one of the expressions of love is action. And that action, that deed, that work is given. So giving is a, is a work of faith and also an expression of love. Are we together, friends? Yes, it's an act of faith and an expression of love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, and the action was that what? He gave. So sometimes you can judge love by what is given, by, by giving. Don't believe, don't believe love when there is no corresponding action. Are we together here? Love is not in poem. Are we here? It's not in poem. It's not in all of that. There has to be corresponding action. There has to be, you have to give to love. You know, some people criticize churches that have tithe cards. For example, you know one thing I have learned? That I'm not doing something doesn't mean that, uh, that it should be criticized. You know, why are you tight? You are monitoring people's finances. 
I don't think I would ever do that. I don't think so. But one of the ways you can check those who are still members of your church is with a tight card. <laughs> when somebody is, is, stops loving and stops being connected, one of the signs is that their giving will stop. Praise God. Imagine you have a leader or a pastor who doesn't give his, his contributions. You know you are, you are in crisis. Yeah, you are. Because it's a, it, it points to something bigger. Are we together here? Even in the world, when you are part of a club, you, there's, you do subscription, right? It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a connection. It's a, it's a proof that you still love this thing. And you want it to work. There's nothing you do in life. There's no community you join in life that you don't give something. Even in your estate. Even in, even in your school. My, my boy, my children just graduated and we had to pay money for that they graduated. That's after we paid school fees. My wife asked me, yeah, was it the verse? I said, what did we actually pay for? <laughs> this graduation, what did we pay for? I said, I never thought about it. She said, I'm thinking about it. I said, I'm not. I said, I, she said, I know you don't think about it, but may I think about it? What's this? What's the money for? They are graduating. And whereas when I was in the graduation, I, I, what, was, what was paining me was that I didn't know with that phone, I didn't take, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't withdraw money because I have a change face. <laughs> change her face. Uh-huh. When you are part of something, you want to give to it. Are we together here? Yes, sir. Am I boring you? No, sir. Give. One of the men that you should not marry, aside from men who get angry easily, a woman shouldn't marry a man who gets angry easily. They are fundamentals. They come big. Uh, the reason is because your role is to annoy him And, and his work is to help you to stop being annoying. You don't know? You don't know? I've taught you this thing severally, but you still want me to teach you again. You know, I'm always willing to drop my salmon and go to marital class every time. <laughs> I can abandon my message at any time. T. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. <laughs> Husbands. <laughs> 
love your wife. I'm preaching now. Stop laughing. <laughs> Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. In, 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 in simple language, you can say he threw himself under the bus for her. Are you together with me? He, he, he chose to die a death. He chose to go through stuff that he didn't deserve because of her. So that's how we should love. We go through stuff because of the other persons. Now, why did Jesus go through what he went through? It was because of what? Love, but what did what did we do that made him go through what sin? So he he bore the consequences of our sins. So your role is to bear the consequences of our sin. So she will annoy you. So, so your role is not to judge her for her sins. It's to bear the consequences. So you are, you, are, you, are the, you are the person that will bear the consequences of all our sins. Are you together with me? So God is aware. So when you, when you, point, when you see your, your, your wife's sins, that was the exact reason why God gave handed her over to you. That's like that's the exact reason. Your complaint is the reason for the marriage. So God said, okay, this girl has a lot of trouble. Who can help her out? All right, let them fall in love. So that's what it means to be a man. When you say I'm a man, you don't need to go to the gym. Assis <laughs> will give you muscles. Don't worry. You have weight already. So, so the reason why I now spoke about, about why you can't do with an angry man is that the whole essence of marriage is defeated if the man has anger issues. Because what he has, what, he, he, there's reason for daily provocation. So before you get married, you have to deal with anger and irritation. Because your wife will bring a lot of that. Now, she wouldn't bring that, she's not meant to, to bring that forever, depending on how you deal with it. If you don't deal with it well, it might be forever. But if you deal with it well, if you, if you, if you can bear it and take it and um, see, give himself for her first. All right? The next verse. That he might then begin the process of sanctification and cleanse her. You see? So, so when you see the sin... You collect it. You don't, you don't fight. You understand? You don't fight. People don't change because you are angry. 
okay. Can you imagine that? Let's, do you think people change because another person is angry? If it is like that, God will just encourage us to be angry so that everybody can be perfect. <laughs> Anger doesn't bring change. What brings change is washing of water by the word. And you can't, you can't preach angrily. You have to come down to teach. You see, so after you have born it, you understand, then you now start to teach and say, um, babe, can we just look at this thing in a different way? This is not how you're meant to do this. Then she can now even annoy you more. Then you keep working at it. But it is in that very arrangement that the Spirit of God works. That is the arrangement where the Spirit of God works. Any other arrangement, you are in the flesh and you get a multiplication of what you are fighting against. The flesh will produce you nothing good. So you are better subscribe to the Spirit good enough. So you are better learn to teach and explain what's wrong with you or what's wrong with your wife than fighting. Fight doesn't change anybody. So calm down and explain. I say, now the reason why this, this was what um, Jehoshaphat did to Abinadab and <laughs> and let me explain. That's why you see you can't be a great husband if you are not a mature Christian. Because it's your Christianity you are bringing in. You want to push your wedding date forward. <laughs> the way you are looking at me, I think you are looking more interested in marriage. See, sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself. So, the woman you married is not the one you will like. It's not the one you like. You will not, I mean, after you married your wife, you will most likely not like her again. Because she will not be like the woman you truly want. Because she will begin to behave strangely and you are shocked that Kai, oh my goodness, I made a big blunder. But you are not going to say it out. Never make the mistake of saying it out. So, the one you really want, you are the one that will wash that one, sanctify that one. Then you will now present that one to yourself. So, God... (laughs) So when you say you hear God that this is who you should marry, it's the raw material that you heard about. The real one is your one you used to do yourself. So if your wife is annoying you, that's what you have produced for now. It's the work of your hand. Keep working hard till you get the one that will make you happy. So the one you married is not the one that will make you happy. It's the one you wash. So stop stressing us that, she, that she's annoying. That's, that's, that's what you bought. That's what, you, that's what your company can produce. You, can't, you don't have to produce the shirt. You're angry that the shirt is not quality. Work, <laughs> you work harder. So you, you present. And that's what Jesus Christ is doing. This is his church, right? We have been saved. We have won on Christ Jesus. Blah, blah, blah. But this is not the church he wants. 
were in the raw material form. And see how long it's taking him. And he still, he says that not having spot is going to get us to a point where we have, we don't have spot or wrinkle. He says, you also, what I'm doing to the church, you have to get a girl and be doing it to her. So, hopefully before I come back, she's giving you joy. But if not, don't worry. <laughs> come on, can we jam our hands together for the Lord? So if you disagree again about that thing about marriage, I'll take you to where it is in the Bible. <clears throat> Acts chapter 2. So what are we talking about? Those who are not givers. Can we read from verse 43? Are we here? Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Praise God. Now all who believed were together. And those are very serious words. All who believed were what? Were together. So sometimes uh, we need to find out how together are we. Are we together here? Those who believed were what? Together. So, So there cannot be a healthy church if the people are not together. So you see here that Church is not for attendance. It's for togetherness. You don't attend. You join. And you don't just join. You are infused. Am I preaching here? You are what? Infused. We have to be together. It has to be a, a, a powerful unit. Tell somebody, I, are we together? Are we together. We have to be together. Are my friends here? Now, the sense of togetherness is the, is the appreciation of ourselves. And the seeing of another as you. And seeing you as another. Or seeing another in you. And seeing yourself in what? In another. That is what it means to be together. Now, when you look at a family, a, 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 a nuclear family, even though there is a lot of age gap, disparity between father and mother, children and all of that, but you know they are together. They are together. They are, they are together. There is a way the children honor and respect the father. Even though they might not really understand what it means for the father. And you see how the father makes sure 
that the children are okay and are well fed. Are we together here? Everyone performing their role for the betterment of the other. The child waking up in the morning not to do what he feels like doing, but to do what needs to be done for the betterment of the home. Why? Because they are together. Now, do you know that when a guest comes, a guest will wait for you to tell him or her what to do. It takes a while for a guest to now think that he or she is now part of the family and now begin to take initiative. But the family member don't take any kind of, don't have to wait to be told what to do. Why? Because they are together. So you see, a church has to be together. Now, when we are not together, it's not the kingdom of God anymore. It's not the kingdom of God in operation. Now, one of the challenges we're having is that we are too individualistic for the glory of God to move in our midst many times. And that has weakened the church. We are too individualistic. Are we here, friends? Now, we are not meant to be like that. We are meant to be what? Together. That is to say, I must have genuine concern we must have genuine concern one for another. Are we, are we here? There must be a genuine concern. It says, they were together and they had all things in common. Now, the word common talks about how everything had, everything everybody had Father, help me. Everything, hold this up. Just hold this up. Everything everybody had did not make him feel superior. Let me explain that. And the reason was that, the reason is this, that the people were together. They were so joined that you don't see yourself better than her. She doesn't see herself better than you. And you see you as her. She sees herself as you. When that has happened, whatever you now have, you see, because there have been a joining, that thing does not necessarily add value to you. You see, the reason is because any value that thing adds to you, it adds to the person you are together with. So, that made everything common. Still going to do one more explanation for it. This is the point. Okay. Now, if daddy comes back home, if daddy comes home, and daddy comes home with a 55-inch or 65-inch smart curve Samsung TV, as daddy become more wealthy, When daddy brings that TV home, now who bought it? Daddy bought it. No general contribution, but who rejoices? When there is togetherness, then there is commonness. Yeah. 
So when there is togetherness, everything everybody has does not make you feel special. It becomes common. So the reason why we exalt people based on what they have is because we are not together. It's because we are not together. So the more one person gets blessed, the more separation happens. Because we're never together. So in GCC, for example, our children, our teenagers, and everybody, any news they hear about anybody should bring a serious level of excitement and jubilation because of the togetherness. So nobody says, God, why, when, when will my own tongue come? Now we need to get this thing right. Or else we are still operating the Babylonian system. So if, if, if we are not together, there will be life, there will be strange life in things. Strange, not the life of God. If we are not together, things will have strange life. And that life will be a life that will keep separating us. But when we, when we are together, if somebody wears a, a 35 carat gold chain, if we are together, the gold chain will look so beautiful on the person's neck in your eye. It will look so beautiful. Why? The person is in you. You are in the person. So it's almost as though you are the one wearing it. You're like, wow, see how gorgeous you are looking then one day a person would also need you to look that beautiful and take off that gold and put on your own neck also because when you wear it, it's me wearing it. So there is a joy we see when each and every one of us are looking good, looking great and prospering. Why? Because you are me, I am you. Are you getting it? Now, anything outside this is Babylon. It's Babylon. There might be praise and worship, but it's still Babylon. There might be preaching time, but it's still Babylon. Ah, we don't have time to deal. Hey. Are we together, friends? So, those who believe. So, one of the signs of true revival is togetherness. Togetherness. Can you beg somebody to join you? Beg someone, say, join me. Join me. Please. Hey, friends, do you know, hold on, friends, do you know even some couples, some married people are not together? Yeah. Some married people are not even together. Yeah. Some husbands are not together with their wives, so the wives get blessed and the guy becomes afraid. And some wives too are not together with their husband. Too. The husband gets so blessed and then she's, she's afraid. Yeah. Because they're not together.
And we need to retrain ourselves. I remember when we first, when uh, this and I, there was a time this one who asked me, please, can I use the car? I get very angry. Like, why would you ask me if I you can use the car? And then she kept repeating, I said, stop this rubbish. Why would you ask me if you want to use the car? What kind of, what kind of question is that? Do, do I ask you? I don't ask you if I want to use the car. Why are you asking me? You don't ask me if you want to use the car. If, if the car is available, if, it's, if, I'm, if the car is in the house, you use it. The most annoying thing you can do to me is to ask me to transfer money. I hate it. Transfer money for what? The ATM is at home. The reason the ATM is at home is because I don't want to, know what to transfer. It's stressful. And so the fight is, did I drop? Is that not why I dropped the ATM? Sometimes you can't use the ATM, it doesn't work. I recall as the ATM is not working, I said. Glory to Jesus. If it does, if it did. <laughs> That's the fight. The fight is not you spent it. The fight is you're asking me for it. Don't ask me for it. Don't ask me for it. Because we're together. Some couples are not, some couples even in this service, they're not together. Some men think their wives have money. And some wives think their husband have money. Shame. Shame on both of you. Say, ah, my husband, my wife has money. What does that mean? Why would you say your wife has money? Well, your wife have money, you are blessed. Well, your husband have money. Wow, we have been blessed. Wow. Well, we have made this much. Yes, we have. <laughs> then what did you contribute? Shut up. You don't even know why the blessing comes. Sometimes the blessing comes not because of the person walking. It's the person not walking that is bringing the blessing. Oh, oh. Better have sense. I told you about the widow. Jesus Christ said, this is the one who has given the most. And I told you, giving is the reason for receiving. So the reason why that particular synagogue is blessed is because of the widow. So she's the one dragging the wealth that everybody's enjoying. So we have to be together. That way there will be all things that we have will be in common. Now, when I say all things have in common, it doesn't mean you, you go and collect what somebody has said you have it in common. No, that's not the point. The point is, 
there's no more big deal about what anybody has. Now, whenever there's so much big deal about what somebody has, it's because we have not appreciated ourselves enough. The more we appreciate ourselves and find out that we are one, it devalues the, the demon in things because there's spirit in things. And it is our growth in love that throws away that demon. Are we together here? The next verse says, And um, because of this, they saw their possessions and goods and divided them among all as, any, as anyone had need. Praise God. Now you see that there was so much of revival. Are we together here? There was so much revival going on uh-huh, that the revival determined the level of giving that should be done. Are we together, friend? Now, the reason why we are arguing about whether we should pay tithes or not is because of the level of revival we are in. The, the lesser the spirit, the more difficult it is to release. So when we say, are we meant to pay tithes? It's because there is no revival. Why didn't they pay tithes in the New Testament church? Because the revival at work then, 10% cannot hold it. 10% was too little conversation. There was so much of glory. Am I preaching here? That they could not be discussing 10%. We are talking about people who sold lands and possessions. Is it not an insult? Somebody just sold land and possession, gave everything to, to, to the church, and I said, where's your tithe? He said, what's the name of tithe? Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> tithe of what? If, if there's going to be tithe, it's the church that will give me tithe right now because <laughs> I've given you 100%. They're the ones that have all. Let them give me a tithe. Pastor, when people do this, how would they survive? The spirit. Now, you don't know about it because you have never been there. But the spirit can care for people. Now, there was a time the prophet Agabus prophesied that there was going to be a famine around the whole world. Give me that scripture. Are we together, friends? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's read it. Quickly. Are you there? Now, then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great, somebody shout, great famine. Throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudio Caesar. Then the disciples each, according to his ability, determined to send relief. The prophecy was famine. The response was giving. Who, re- who hears of famine and wants to give? When there is a great famine, what do normal people do? You see, this is why there was great famine. The response was... Why? 
Because they were, they were under another type of, of influence and, and spirit. Come. Now, there is an operation of the spirit that is just, that is praying in tongues and all of that. It's powerful. But there's another operation of the spirit that's, that, that steps into your thinking faculty. That you begin to think spiritually. Now, that was what was going on in those days, which is not yet, which is not really going on in our own days. We are, we are speaking in tongues, but our brain is still carnal. Now, it takes the, the dimensions of God's glory to cause the, the brain to begin to think spiritually. And that's my prayer that God will help us where we will the the will be able to break into divine divine thinking. Amen. Now, now that is where sit down, brother. That is where we are going to see the manifestations of God's glory and God's spirit in a in a in a people set. Are my people here? Yes, now that is where we really do need the breakthrough. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I said glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I said glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Am I still preaching here? Yes, so, there was a revival that determined the level at which giving should happen. So, so they were not just, they were, they were spirit controlled. So, you see, sometimes when God wants to check where you are, he checks your giving. Your giving is a major pointer to your spiritual state. Yeah. Especially kingdom giving. I'm not talking just philanthropy. Now, there is philanthropy in kingdom giving. But it's not, it's not there, is, there is philanthropy in kingdom giving. But it's not every philanthropy that is kingdom. Praise God. Are we together, friends? Giving is such a powerful thing. And I pray to God that you will step into the joy of it. Oh, it's a frequency. Ah, by a door. I pray that you step into it. I, say, I don't want you to step into the canal, the natural one of it. There's a spiritual one. I pray, I, I trust God for grace for you that you step into it. You see, when, when, when you step into it, you have the privilege to act on behalf of God. God will hold you by his hand and say, all right, boy, let's do life together. I want you to now act on my behalf. Now, don't force it. Though. Don't force it. Just follow me. Don't force it. Don't go after today and go and give out everything that you'll not be crying about. You understand? <laughs> don't force it. I'm not even raising an offering after this preaching. Because if I raise an offering, you will give. And the ah! <laughs> So, don't offer it today. I'm not doing offering. I'm just, it's part of what I preach. I'm not taking any offering. No offering. In fact, today, no tithe. Just hold your money. There is a joy in giving. It's you step, you partner with God. You know, yesterday was it? Yesterday, there's a woman I buy corn from. Her corn is not sweet. 
or because I'm an addict to corn. I just keep buying from her. It's not sweet. She does not know. She thinks her corn is sweet because she's always seeing me almost every day. Her corn is not sweet. And when I want to buy corn, I don't buy one, I don't buy two, I don't buy three, I don't buy four, I don't buy five. Yeah, it starts from seven. And I can eat corn the whole day. Yeah, when I want to eat corn, if I'm the only one at home, <laughs> the, my corn stays beside me on my bed, if I'm the only one at home. I just put it on my bed. I don't take it out of the nylon. I don't live in the nylon. I, and I don't open the nylon intelligently. I used to use one hand. <laughs> That's how I eat my corn. You see, this life is fun. Life is beautiful. Life is interesting. I'm telling life is interesting. If you know what Conan Ube can do to you. <laughs> I don't know why people are suffering in this beautiful world. Conan Ube, they help you warm it. But why will you still have a problem when you have Conan Ube? It was yesterday I like ate. And you know when you eat corn, you can still tell people I've not eaten the whole day. So, so, so yesterday I bought, I bought, I bought, I went to the woman, and then we do transfers now. Me and the woman we do transfers. There's a way we are. Um, sometimes I overpay her. Sometimes we just have a relationship. And so I went. I did. I, I was going to do transfers for yesterday's payment, today's payment, and then and for this. Thing. So, 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 I, so I was making the payment. The woman beside her was speaking Igbo to her. I was telling her, did she confirm the, the, the transfer? She looked at that woman and said, she, mm. she said, ah, I said, correct, you're a diamond. <laughs> then after buying the corner, I now did my transfer. I now did another transfer. I did another transfer of 10K to her. She now said, for what? I said, your baby gift. She was happy. Oh, my God, where's your bed? He said, that's what? It's your bed again. <laughs> you know why I did it? God wanted her to be happy, Daddy. Yeah. Now, I didn't give her 10K out of 20K. I didn't give her 10K out of 1 million. I gave her 10K out of 12. Yeah. Yes, out of 12. I gave her 10K. Because why? Because I don't have 12. Is my wrong account not? Is my wrong? Those banks don't know what they are talking about. They don't know what they are talking about. They don't know what they are talking about. Standing on accents, they need to get themselves. They need to get themselves. And they shall soon. I'm going to correct them very soon. Because I know where my true account is. And that's where my inspiration comes from. No inspiration from my back account. No, wow, yes, no inspiration from yes, there. I don't respect it. I have no respect for it. Now, don't force these things. <laughs> Enjoy the preaching. <laughs> we had fun. Why? Because, because when you become a giver... 
you will partner with God. Yes, sir. And that exact way that I did is the exact way I get blessed. See, what you are struggling for me, I know it's so... I know it's struggle for you too. They used to bless me by force. And it's not because I'm a pastor, it's because I work with God on this frequency. I tell you the truth too. They used to bless me by force. Like that. I was just somebody about something I wanted to do last week. But I said, I'm a part of this, you know. <coughs> I'm a part of this. Pardon. I will not mention how much. Yeah. So, so when, when you step into this frequency, are you with me, friends? Yes, then God can partner with you because God wants to do a lot. Listen, now, when God came to, to the face of the earth, one of the things we heard about him is that he went about doing good. You don't understand that. It means that God is eager to do good. But he needs somebody to break into that frequency that he cannot be using. You can you will not be doing good with God. Go now, sorry. Go and do good there. Yes, and then go and go and do go and yes, sir. Your name will not turn to Baba do good. Yeah. He just keeps throwing you to do good. Now he supplies the resources for it. Somebody say thank you, Lord Jesus. No, put Lord. Say thank you, Lord Jesus. I do you understand what I'm preaching. You know these things. In fact, you can even preach it. Maybe you preach part two of this message. Are my friends here? Yes, I'm overwhelmed by his presence. As I'm talking about these things, I'm overwhelmed. I'm telling you the truth. He's so kind. He just wants to take away tears from people's faces. Do you know that? Now, he wants to use you for that thing. Wiping away tears of people's faces. And they say, who sent you? Jesus sent me. Jesus sent me. You do good. Now, sometimes even the false prophets understand this more than us. Are we here, friends? Now, let me read this same event. Now, don't forget this is an out an output of a revival. That was the first revival we saw that after the Holy Spirit um, um, just manifested, this was an output of the revival and the people began to give at this frequency. Now let's look at the, the, the revival when it was taken to the next, to a next level. That's chapter 4. That was after the persecution and then they went to pray. I think we start from 31. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. I know you are. Are you telling the truth? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, you are. Now, when the apostles got serious persecution, and the persecution was almost like there was some type of jurisd- uh, 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 is it jurisdiction, law. Am I correct? Is, is that law? No. Ju- eh? Decree. Okay. That they should not preach Jesus. And my friends here, yes, that they should not preach Jesus. Huh? Yes, then they went to pray. Now, and, and when they had prayed, the place, the place where they assembled 
together. Do you see the same words again? How do they assemble together? Now listen, when I told you guys that, that we will change the world, this was what I saw. When people are together, they will change the world. Not when people are, look, look like big men. There's nothing you want to do with big men. Drop that thing. Now, it's better you are a billionaire than you look like it. <coughs> Drop all these canal um, dispositions, looking like something. No, 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 no. We are ordinary people. Regardless of how mightily blessed we are. Are we together here, friends? So, they assembled together. So, it was not togetherness I saw this morning, and I believe that we will change the world. That ordinariness. In a way where we can easily be despised. We don't even know who's the wealthiest. We don't know who has gone to see Queen Elizabeth. and who has. We don't, we don't care. Not like we don't care in a disrespectful way, but we care more about ourselves. Are we together here? And so that was what I saw. And that's why if there's anything I'm going to fight everything to preserve is our what? Togetherness. So they were assembled together, was shaken. Amen. Amen. That's what always happens. When we're together, our environment will shake. We will not shake while our environment will shake. You see, next week Sunday, if God allows me, I'll preach a message called from heat to fire. Heat to fire. If God allows me, if God doesn't change, heat to fire. And I would, I, would, I would look at the dynamics of revival from that scripture. Yeah. So, the, the assemble, when they assembled together was shaking, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, that's how you train the teenagers. It's your boldness. It's your boldness. You have to tell them how it will be. Don't, don't say how it might be. Tell them how it will be. Don't, don't speak suggestively. Speak definitely. That was one of the ways Jesus spoke. He spoke as one who has what authority. And that's how he still speaks to today. He tells you, do this, you get this. You have to speak definitely. And tell them exactly how their future will be. If they respond. You know that's how God speaks. God will tell you, if you do this and this, if you keep my laws and my status, I shall. It's not, I might. There are no unforeseen circumstances. I love this thing that I'm preaching. This word of God. Ooh, bayada. This thing, eh? Ah, sha, sha. Ah. Oh, ah. This thing, this thing, this thing is, is confirmed. Ah. Ah. I thank you, Father, for this thing. You can bank on it. You can predict tomorrow with it. I'm happy I can predict tomorrow. Yes. I can predict. I live knowing what tomorrow will be. Now, they were filled with the, with the Holy Spirit and they spoke with the word of God with boldness. All right? Now, the margins of those who believed were of one heart. You see it again. Now, this is, this is prerequisite. Boldness is prerequisite. One heart is prerequisite. Somebody shall prerequisite. 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 Boldness is prerequisite. 
Boldness is a prerequisite. You have to speak boldly. You have to preach boldly. Everything you believe, if you don't, if it's not bold, it's not yet a belief. You have to be bold. Your belief on how marriage should be, how finance should be, how to be bold about it. Be bold about the things that you say. Be bold about, oh my goodness, boldness causes a release of the spirit. The spirit of God does not join itself to those who are not bold. Now, when you are not bold, even though what you are saying is true, will appear as a lie. There will not be fruit for the timid. Now, it's not about whether you are telling the truth or not. Whether there will be fruit is whether you say boldly or not. It's, it's boldness that converts truth to harvest. It's boldness. If you take truth and you are not bold about it, it will, it will end as a lie. Are we together, friends? Boldness. Now, the multitude of those who believe of one heart and one soul. We can be, we can be multitude, but we can have one, one heart and one soul. It can be plenty, but one soul, one heart. Can you shout one heart? Can you say one soul? Say here. We have one heart. So we have one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. Do you see the same thing we saw? Togetherness common. Happening here again. But they had all things what? In common. So, so you see, when you think any community where people feel they are greater or better because of what they have is a proof of what they have lost. They have lost something greater. They have lost oneness. They have lost power. They have lost revival. Anytime you see an overhype of things in the midst of the people, they have lost the spirit. They have lost heart. They have lost soul. They had, that's what Jesus Christ said. The book of Revelation said, you say you are rich, but you are poor. You are wretched. Dead. You say you have life, but you are dead. It's because whenever you hype things... Is because of what you have lost. Yeah. So when somebody, my car, my house, my father, what, what, what about your love? You have lost that one. What about your heart? You have lost that one. Anytime you see somebody holding my money, check, he can't find his soul. Yeah. He has lost that one. So sometimes what people hold dear to them is a point of what they have lost. So you think they have, but they've lost. Now, let's stay, stay back. Stay with me now in our scripture. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Neither did anyone say, but they had all things in common. All right, quickly. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things. Now, give me the old KJV of this verse. Now, neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Now, this is a serious level of giving. Yeah. <laughs> it's a serious level of giving. 
Somebody said they brought deep price. So it means, so they didn't sell and give out of what they sold. When they sold, what they gave is deep price. So if somebody sold a land for one million, he will trust his friend to give him transport fare of one thousand. Because he's going to the apostles not to give them 900,000 or 999. He's going to give them 1 million. The price. Now, why did they do that? Because that was the level of revival. That was, that, was the, that was the level of the spirit. Now, there is no way in the scripture that the Bible says we should give like this. So, it's not a command. It's, an, it's, it's, it's a resultant effect of something. So we're not asked to do this. We're asked to, 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 to download the glory and the revival and then you shall now see how you shall give. You see, because, because what, you, what you keep is what is superior. So any, anything you, anytime you release something is because you have received something greater. So when we receive what is greater than money, we let money go. Am I preaching here? Yes, now, I know some of these things still sound far from me, but don't worry, you will get there. As you keep pursuing the Lord, you will find Amen. out that these things can go. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Are we here, friends? Yes, Tell somebody, no offerings today. Tell somebody, no offerings today. No. We are not raising any offerings today. Tell me, calm down, calm down. You are going home with your money. You are going home with your money. <laughs> no offerings today. I promise you. The spirit will not move me. No spirit is moving me. Let's just teach the word of God. Praise God. Bride, no offering, no offering. Come back. No offering. <laughs> don't worry, I don't worry. Go do what you want to do. Okay. Are we here, friends? Yes, sir. And brought the prices, the prices of the things that were sold. The next verse. And let them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had. So they laid them down. Sorry, Jay. They laid them down on the apostles' feet. Right? Why? Because the apostle, the apostles did two things. They, they, were, they, they, were, they, were, they were the collectors, but why did they lay them on the apostles' feet? Because the apostles represented the source from where something greater was coming. So it means that something greater, they, 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 they counted of more value what the apostles gave. You know, I was, I was, I was talking to one of, my, one of my guys and he was asking me, he said, Pastor, he was telling me, he said, I'm trusting God, some of my members are, are doing something and I'm trusting God that I'm able to, the church is able to give them money. All that. I said, why do you want to give them money? He said, I said, you don't have to give them money. I said, no, he said, I'm trusting God that I'll be able to support them. I said, you don't have to support them. You don't have to. The reason why they can do what they are doing because you have supported them. You have supported them with the word, with prayers. I said, what you have given them is more of, of more value. Value what you have given them. <laughs> Praise God. Because you still don't know what you carry. And that's why you think you have to give them money to be a good pastor. The pastors are not sent to give anybody any dime. <laughs> Praise God. I don't want you shishi to cobble. Shishi. 
What I, gi- what I give you is greater than any amount of money you can have. So I told him, I said, Pastor, you have to appreciate the supply God is giving you to give these people. And that was what was happening here. There was so much supply of grace and glory. The people brought it and put it at the apostles' feet. That was like an attitude of humility and, and brokenness, you know, and appreciation of what God was doing. Friends, there is a glory greater than money. There is a, there is, there is a word greater than money. And that's what we receive when we gather together. When we come here, we have received what is more than money. And that's why we can't lack money. The church shouldn't chase money. The church should break into what is more than money. When you break into what is more than money, money will flow to you. Now, money flows in direction of greater things. You have to be greater to magnet it. Grow. See, brother. Grow so you magnet it. Don't, don't stay at the level of money. Boom. 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 Go out of this space. Break into something bigger than money. Then you see money coming to your direction. Then you will release it. The real owners of money are those who have learned to release it. They are the ones who own it and they are the lords of money. Are we here, friends? This year was made every man according as he had need. And Joseph. Who by the apostles was son named Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite of the, of the countries of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought what? The money. <laughs> not, not, not brought money. He sold it and brought the money. The exact money. And laid it down at the apostles. So you see here, giving was not lesser than revival. The giving was at par with the revival. People gave on the basis of the revival. Now, that's how giving should be. Because I need to show you something. The next verse started with a bot. 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 Can you see here? It means that we've had a holy, holy trajectory. Holy holy conversation. We've had a holy manner, a holy lifestyle that people sold, brought the price. People sold, brought the money because people were giving at the level of revival that somebody wanted to spoil the revival. But a certain man even when they were writing this thing, they still did not respect the guy because they wrote this after the thing happened. But they are almost collect, disconnected that guy from the church. They don't like him because he wanted to spoil their revival. Say, but a certain man. Now, this was not, if he had done well, they would call him the way they called Barnabas. And because he did not do well, they are spoiling his name. They, have, they are not associating with him. Certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept backward parts. Why? Because the revival at that time, people were giving the price. They were giving the money. But this one wanted to bring out of it. He said, never. This is not the revival. Are we together here? Part of it, his wife also being privy to it. And brought a certain part. Then they were not still doing it the way everybody is doing it. Oh, I pursue. I pursue. We brought everything to you. They wanted to fake it. A revival that was real. They wanted to spoil it with fake life. 
laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Why? Why is it called lie to the Holy Ghost? And to keep back parts of the price of the land. See, whilst it remained, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? That was not lied unto men, but unto God. So the challenge is that people were not forced to give everything. There was no force, there was no law, but that was just the order of the spirit at that time. And now that affair had not gotten there, but they wanted to look like they had gotten there. They wanted to fake it. It's not them to trust God. It means that, now, now this is not the money stuff. Can I preach here? Now, uh, Jerry, come. Now, this is not about the money. You see, it must mean that they were not participating in the revival. Yes. At the level yes. that they should have participated. That was why they could fall short in heart. Am I preaching yes. here? So, the challenge was not on this money issue. The challenge had been on their heart failure. Yes. Participation from the one. They have been falling short and they now showed. So, you see, revival is a dangerous place. Yes. You can't retain your behavior when revival is upgrading behaviors. Are you together with me? When the revival is in a place and there's adjustments and alignment, you are better join the adjustments and alignment. If you create a secret life outside what the glory has communicated, you are soon going to land in trouble. There is an order that revival communicates. There is, a, there is an order that everybody must align to. When that order is being communicated, you are better not have murmurings and, and be somewhere else thinking something differently and acting and acting strangely. When judgment comes, it will take you out. Yes. So it's not about money, it's about his heart. It's about having a life lower than what's being communicated. Yes. You are better submit your life to the, to the words and the, and the impressions of the spirit. Yes. When there is revival, there is order. Order has been administrated. Are you together with me? God is saying, don't live this way. Don't live that way. Drop this. Drop that. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's responding. Now, you're not doing it, but you're looking like you're doing it. You're about to get into trouble. So, the revival had primed people's hearts. People were, people were changed. People were reformed, transformed. Things were changing. And... And um, it had affected their giving. You see? And um, God was able to expose that they had fallen short in their heart through their giving. By the time it was time to give, they knew that. They, they knew that this revival, everybody's giving all. I have to do like I'm giving all, but I'm not all these all things. Oh, me, I know they do. What which I do? I may not say we don't do it. They will say we are different. They will say that we are this. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. When people are becoming one, you better join. Learn. Submit to the weight of glory. To the weight of the spirit. Let the Holy Spirit prime your heart. 
let the Holy Spirit take what needs to be taken away. When there is a, when there is a declaration that says, we are going this way, we are living, we are living the works of the flesh, we are living futility of sin, we are doing this, you are better joined. When they say we are taking the nations, we are doing this, we are better joined. When they say we are upgrading prayer time, we are praying more, we are doing more, you are better joined. Everything the Lord is communicating, you are better joined. Because one day, God will say, because I have done this, because I have released this level of grace, there should be this level of behavior. And when that day comes, when you are meant to give at a level, respond at a level, if you are unable to do that, then judgment will take you out. Why? Because God will preserve the sanctity of that revival. It's, 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 it's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to preserve the sanctity of revival. So far, the mass congregation is aligning to it. God is not going to allow one person to destroy it. You can sit down, brother. Are we here, friends? Ananias hearing these words fell down and gave up the ghost. You know what happened there? By the time Peter spoke, the weight of revival came down and his heart could not withhold it. And the man passed out. Great fear came all on them, came on all them, and I heard these things. The young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife not knowing what was done. Now, can you see the level of revival in that place? That somebody died, people were not shouting. You, you, you see, you see, you can't understand. We're talking of death here. Nobody's clear. Say, your husband don't die, yo. Your husband don't die. How will your, how will your, how will your husband die? And three hours later, you don't know. <laughs> and they went to bury your husband when you're absent. These people are strange people. I don't know when we will, well, we will get there, but not this kind of deer. The good part. We are burying nobody. But what kind of, what kind of reverence is in this church? And they say that the last will be better, the last will be more powerful than this. You know, the last church will be more powerful than the church in the book of Acts. What level of reverence and awe was in this church? Like people saw the Lord moving Everybody kept quiet. You know, one of the ways I know this is true is that whenever I'm under this glory, the glory of God, I fear to even speak. I even fear to think. I've been under some experience with God that I'm afraid to think. There was one week we had lately. I was afraid to think because I didn't know which thought would be a bad one. So I was just in the place of God, you know, God is a holy God, God is a loving God. You come DFS. I find out. I was afraid I was just there dead daily. I'm not thinking anything. I not do anything. I'm not thinking. You are great. Such weight. It was as though they were in heaven. And, and, and she came. Not knowing what was done, came in. Uh, and Peter answered unto her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. Praise God. So the question was opportunity for repentance. Peter said unto her, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried their husband at the door and shall carry you out. 
and she fell down straight away at his feet, yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her for buried her by her husband. Friends, if this was the old covenant, you have, you have a way of deceiving yourself. This is the book of Acts, chapter 5. The, big, uh, the beginning stages of the church. Now, we need to know all these things. It's for, listen, there is, there is no, any godliness that doesn't have reverence is, is a lie. Any godliness that doesn't have some fear and soberness is part of the old mix. Are we together, friends? Now, we have to, we have to give to revivals. We have to make sure that, not just money. In this context, I was even planning to preach money. But you see, it's deeper than money. It comes from another f- realm. It's a place of making sure your heart is on the same page with the move of the Spirit. Make sure your heart is on the same page what? with the move of the Spirit. And that would affect how you give and what you give. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We ask that this word will be for our profiting. This word will not be for judgment. It will be for our profiting, for our alignment. Anywhere we need to repent, Father, we repent this morning. And and help us, Father, to to be at par with you. To walk with you, and to and to and to and to to be able to 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 respond at the at the accepted frequency, yeah. so that your glory will fill the, the yeah. face of the earth. Thank you, Father, for this local assembly. Thank you because your blessing is here, your grace is here, your power is here. And Father, we pray for the third service that your glory will be mighty. Yeah. Let there be an experience with you, even more than we have had this morning. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. God bless you guys. Good morning.